dad stealing the show once again. Hello and welcome to another episode of Me, My Dad and The Bachelor Rant. Very nice. I, did, I didn't do that on purpose, I forgot. <laughs> that was a real, that was a good sort of... <laughs> Hail Mary turn around think at the it, end I, there. I don't think anyone noticed, though, so let's just... Okay, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll shuffle along. Yeah, yeah. I'm Matilda Bosley. This is my father. I'm Ray Bosley. Uh, we are making our way through The Bachelorette. Eventually, slowly but surely, and painfully. Although, we're, you know, they're falling like flies, so, you know, is good it, progress is being it's made. It's going to be over in, like, two weeks. There's, like... Yeah. Genuinely, what, what could there be, like... Eight boys left. It's it's exponential <laughs> decrease in the population of the mansion, isn't it? It's it's insane. What so we've we... lost six this week. I'm not complaining mm. necessarily. Oh well, we were this... complaining about. Oh, I'm I'm complaining about the men who ha- the 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 types of men that have gone home. The, qu- not... the quality, not the quantity. <laughs> yes, exactly. Perfect. Thank you. But yeah, look, I'm not like oh no, make this season go longer. Mm. Although this episode was good. How are you feeling about the, the, the Bachelorettes, though? These haven't changed your opinion of them? I just don't get, like, what we're meant to be getting out of it. Like, I don't see what having two people is adding to the show because it's like you'd think that the whole point would be to have sort of love triangles yeah. which have aren't existing. You don't have two sort of vastly different women with vastly different personalities so you get to contrast their, like, taste in men. Yep. You don't even really get them having conversations about how they're feeling. It, it, like I'm laboring this point much longer than it, than it needs to be laboured, but essentially it just feels like we've just got less of each, not more of anything, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Okay, why don't we dive into episode three of the season? Um, yes. And this this was your original reaction. Okay. I think the show's lost its way. They've just made such a colossal error with the people they've sent home tonight. There's no future for this program. There was a huge bait and switch with Adrian, just here to have fun with the boys, and he kept saying so a hundred times. Sarge and Andrew, the narrator, were just kind of waiting and waiting, and then off they shuffled, and there goes the value of the show. So to start off, we've got our boy Andrew, who we love, R.I.P. Andrew, comes in and he, he's looking a bit sneaky and then he goes, oh, first up we've got an intruder in the house. Oh, that's right. And then despite everything you and I stand for, we're like, ooh, an intruder. We got so <laughs> sucked in. And then he goes, this bad boy, and pulls out a date card. Hmm. Um, we've got this uh, date where you're, they're on a sort of large cable car and then kind of get lowered down. You revealed some, oh, and by the way, it's Fraser, who's one of the sort of generic white men. Yep. Um, uh, you revealed something quite interesting about this cable car. That I'd been on it or a reasonable facsimile there when I yes. was like about 12 or something. 12? 13, 14, well, something like that. Can you please tell me a bit about this cable car experience? It was a family holiday. We went to Yass. We went to Canberra. But on the way, we went through the Blue Mountains and spent a couple of days seeing all the big, you know, hitting the heights there, including mm-hmm. the Three Sisters. And we went on the cable car. And I remembered it being a 2,000-foot drop down from the cable car to the the you know, the ground floor of the in the bottom of the valley there. They said it was sort of half that, but so maybe. Well, you were half as tall, so. True. Yeah, that, yeah. I didn't factor that in. Um, uh, this was dull, but it is a bit of a tradition. There's a lot of bachelor dates that involve just people being slowly lowered down from a great height. <laughs> like, I know that sounds so it's an specific. A- allegory for what the audience experiences <laughs> throughout the series. But, like, genuinely, th- this isn't the first, like, random seat in the middle of right. the sky. That okay. happened in Richie Strawn's season. They just sort of sat on a couch held up by a crane. Oh, okay. Uh, there's also, like, 
in Mad Ag News, Mad Ag New and Chelsea sort of just like walked down the side of a building. And okay. like, what 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 did we have in Lockie's season? We had something similar to this as oh, well. Oh, well, they we... went, they Oh, yeah, they, they abseiled down. Yeah. So it's just this weird, like, because obviously what it is is like, we want to get them into the middle of the sky. We want to be doing these dangerous things. But also there are occupational health and safety requirements. So we're going to mm. go really slowly. But yeah, so uh, look, it was nice that Ali seemed to like Fraser, But like, all of these men are so bland that I'm having difficulty sort of like picking something to love about them you know what I mean like yeah yeah they all kind of uh, they're either too weird or too normal there's like there's not the happy happy sort of medium do you remember much about their date afterwards I mean like did they do anything else or was that it um from this date the only note that I've taken is Ali's dress is from Kukai but she looks nice Right, and why, why, but why is it surprising she looked nice? Oh, no, it's not surprising. It's just like Kukai is a very, I guess, average oh, okay. girl brand. Like, not you'd a see a lot of like 19 year olds in the club with a Kukai shirt on, you know? It's okay. not, it's not like the pinnacle of yep. original it's fashion. Not, it's not like the Starbucks coffee pods of, of, <laughs> of dresses. No, um, it is exactly <laughs> the Starbucks coffee pod of dresses, right. let yep. me tell you. Um, this also was the most generic conversation I've ever heard in my life. Like they were just, they mm. weren't saying anything of substance. They were just repeating kind of, if you put like 500 most common phrases into like an AI bot, you yeah. could create this conversation. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't have anything interesting to say, please say it. So, look, I, I think we may as well just shuffle pretty quickly along from that. We go to a group date now. And is this is the one where um, it starts with, with um, Becky playing the piano, doesn't it? Well, oh, no, Ali's no, Ali playing, Ali playing so the piano. So we have all the men arrive at sort of some the central kind of theatre venue. This, is, this series is becoming very much an advertisement for Sydney at the moment because it's the only place they can <laughs> go to. Yeah, and Becky's kind of standing there poised, ready to contribute musically. They they didn't know that <laughs> Ali was so musically talented and, oh, I wonder what Becky's going to contribute. And then she pulls out a, a triangle and goes, ding, at the end of the thing, which was quite funny. It was great. That was good. I, you, I'm going to pull you up on something you said there. Mm. Two things. One, you said a small theatre. I'd like to note that there needs to be at least four metres square per person. That includes cast and crew. Oh, okay. And the current or, or the New South Wales uh, right. restrictions that were currently in place. Two, you said, oh, I didn't know that Ali was musically talented. Mm. I'd like to, she's fine. She can play the piano, but I'd like to note that she was playing Feralise, which is a grade two piano yeah, song. Right, fair enough. Like, it's all right, but like, I did play Feralise when no, I was 11. No Flight of the Bumblebee or anything like that. Yeah. No. Look, I'm not trying to flex. I am. Mm-hmm. If the opportunity comes up, I will. But, you know, I reckon I could out, out piano her. Right. Okay. Well, well, perhaps we can tee that up. I'll I'll play the intro song this week. Yeah. Okay. Um. So it turns out that this is the Bachelorette first annual talent show or something. Yeah. First ever world world break hit record breaking <laughs> country talent show. Just gingham tied around all the objects. That's right. <laughs> so uh, and there's an array of props and the guys. Are, you, it's a free for all for the guys to grab whatever they think they can. Talented with. This is an interesting take on a talent show mm-hmm. because it's not at all how a talent show works. It's sort of the opposite, isn't it? It's a kind it's of a, like it's like the Hunger Games of talent shows. It's, it so is. Mm, it's like have talent or die. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, a few of the guys seem to, and 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 it was sort of a rush to the cornucopia, you yeah. know, snooze you lose kind of thing to pick out the the what you're going to pick but i don't quite understand this concept like why didn't they just get the guys to bring something they were talented at oh i suppose that takes the kind of jeopardy out of it that you know lowers the stakes if they're actually doing something they're good at no i feel like it lowers the stakes knowing that all of them are going to be terrible So anyway, there was a mad rush for, and like Aggie ran for the spinning plates for, for no good reason. <laughs> I uh, didn't jo- surprise Joey me. ran for the sort of ribbons for the kind of interpretive dance gymnastic uh, event. Someone, oh, Harry grabbed the guitar, but turned out that he couldn't really play. Yeah, uh, that's quite metaphorical for Harry's journey throughout the, this season so the, far. The ventriloquist doll dummy was... Haunting. Uh, <laughs> yes. Half of them were too scared of it and, and the rest were rushing to grab it first. Yeah, so they start doing this and 
Can I just say, the real standout star of this whole thing, they went with this, like, stupid ventriloquist dummy that, um, was it Steve? Sam, Sam. Val. I, I feel like his name's Val right. in my mind. Mm. And tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> they, it's just a statement of fact, I'm afraid. Yeah. He doesn't look like a Val to you? No, he's too bald to look like a Val. Oh, Vals are exclusively bald in uh, my mind. Are they? Oh, okay. Yeah. But but anyway, what I'm saying is that the main standout of this was Rudy, who put his hand up to be the MC, and he was great. He was, like, putting on this whole show. He's funny. He's got his, like, accent that's working for him. <laughs> and they just completely snub him and go for this little bald dude with his little creepy puppet well, that's who th- just said Becky's name 30 times and she's like his talent was so personalised to me. I'm like no, he just said your name. That cannot be the standard that you hold men to. (laughs) I mean that's how you might choose a parrot. (laughs) True. (laughs) So Sam kicked us off well with uh, yeah, the ventriloquism which he made no attempt to to, to hide his mouth movement. Can I just say, his mouth was moving and the puppet's mouth was not. He was he wasn't well, guys can, can't, can't multitask, you know. I can understand, like, okay, he's not a ventriloquist. He's going to move his <laughs> lips. But, like, moving the puppet's lips is not the hard bit of ventriloquism. <laughs> yeah, good good point. Uh, so he did this sort of naffish thing. Oh, yeah, I think the main humour in it was that he, he, he said... Becky's name a lot. Yeah, I just <laughs> with, I, with a comedy Italian accent or European accent. Didn't oh he? God, like yeah. Mario if, Brothers. If you're gonna pick someone for being Italian, pick Rudy. You know, <laughs> don't. Oh my God. Anyway, what I noticed then is they went in, then immediately into this quick montage of you know like a second and a half of each of them, you know obviously the the guys that were pretty bad. Mm. And our our boy Andrew, uh, all we saw of him was he leapt from the. <laughs> the audience onto the stage and did this kind of pratfall and skidded on his face and then jumped up and took a bow. So he, uh, he I don't that was a hard, he, he started big and didn't match it, obviously. I loved it. And then what we saw, Harry strum the guitar Harry sung in a, a very bad song. unmusical way. Yeah. I can't believe Harry hasn't pivoted to go for Beck yet, but that's mm, fine. Yeah. Um, no one else really of note. Then Joey gets up in oh, a sort yeah. of black leotard. That's right. That was like, do they have sizes for all of the men in leotards or did they just always know Joey was going to do the interpretive dance? He twirls some ribbons. It's pretty good. He's like prancing around the stage. Leaping. Get and... it? It's it's funny because our man is acting feminine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peak comedy. <laughs> and then uh, it comes to Ali and Becky to sort of pick. Which guys were their favourites? And obviously Ali says Joe for definitely talent reasons and not just because she obviously likes him and requested him to be on this show. Mm. Um, And who does Beck pick? Uh, Sam, the ventriloquist. Yeah. Alleged. Incorrectly. Mm. I don't know who else she should have picked, but it should have been someone else. Yeah, well, it should have been Rudy. But that's the thing when you're an MC... If you don't, if people don't remember you, you've done your job well. Oh, <laughs> you've emceed in your time, have you? No, I've forgotten many emcees. Oh, so. okay, of course, of mm. course, of course, of course, of course. Um, so seen some true, true talent yeah, at work. Yeah, some of the best, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, I would like to draw your attention to the two setups of these two single days. We have Ali and Joey sitting on a beautiful love couch, <laughs> candles lit everywhere under a spotlight on the stage. It's romantic. It's perfect. There may be champagne. I don't know. We cut to Becky and Sam on a box backstage. Yeah, in the props, kind of, <laughs> in the wings. Yeah, yeah. It was so <laughs> with like mean. <laughs> cyclone wire kind of compound in the background. Not even good lighting. Yep, yep. <laughs> like they couldn't have just had two dates like they couldn't have done one after the other they couldn't have split the stage with a curtain mm, it yeah. was well it must have been pushing over time or something they couldn't have put ali on the couch on the stage but then gave the candles to becky backstage no <laughs> did the set designers know there were two women on this season <laughs> maybe it was a surprise for them yeah yeah i really can't remember much of either a conversation but essentially um, the joey gist was 
I didn't. They used to go out, and I, he, I used, he regrets that they, you know, he should have tried. Yeah, harder and, back in Newcastle, he didn't appreciate her, but now that they're on TV, suddenly that she's got this extra so, something. Yeah. yeah, I think it might just be, you know, professional hair and makeup each day, and a sort of nation of people rooting for them to be together. Okay, we need to unpack this a bit, little bit though, because I could have sworn that there were references to six months ago that they were going out. So, yeah, so they went out. After her season on The Bachelor, Bachelor right, yeah. which was, what, a year ago, was yeah, it? Yeah, it would okay. be a year ago. So then they would have gone out in the in-between right, right, and broken up. And then I reckon the producers have just been like, you got anyone kind of tagging right. along? And she's been like, okay, here, this guy. Okay. Yeah, which like boring. But I don't feel like they're going to end up together. I'm not getting that vibe. No, look, I mean, I think Joey's mad keen, but she's there's always this sense that she's kind of humoring him when he's kind of saying, "Oh, look, I really, you know, I I I should have I've, I had too many walls around me. I should have opened up more and I, I only I'm regretting that now that I can see her clearly a bit and mm. blah blah blah." And she's sort of, "Oh, that's so lovely of you to say. Oh, what a oh, that's beautiful." <laughs> like kind of yeah, just humoring him. I actually fundamentally think that Ellie just has no taste in men. Yeah. Like, I know that that's not, like, a controversial thing to say, but, like, every time a guy strikes me as saying something interesting, she seems to be repelled by it. Mm, that's <laughs> true. Like, she's not that into Joey, and I quite like Joey. He seems all right. Yeah, yeah. But then she's, like, weirdly into the wakeboarding. What's the wakeboarding guy's <laughs> a- name? A- Adrian. No. Whoever the wakeboarder is. And I was just like, oh, God, no. Like, that was the man that I was the least sort of compelled by in the whole series. And she loved him. He's the one who's grooming himself to be the baddie, the the Ariba of the... Oh, is he? Well, it's pretty obvious. I just, I think I just was so disliked and I didn't (laughs) even look into his actions. Yeah, he was sort of saying, oh, yeah, there's no competition for me. I'm going to steamroller through this talent show, you know, and... Yeah. And then today, but then he did actually steamroll through the wakeboarding. Yeah, well, he was oh yeah, his magic mic. That's right. Yes. And didn't even strip. Don't say your magic mic if you're not going to strip. Like, he was commit to the bit. Topless ish. Uh, anyway, I'm not like desperate. To he see did some more. magic. I'm not desperate to see more of his body, but I just want to see someone commit. You know, to yep. a joke. Well, I think next week it looks like that's going to happen. Oh, true. Okay, I've, I really take back everything I wish for. I really don't want to <laughs> care for what you wish for. Yeah, yeah. Talent, Sam talents seems nice. Rewarded. Both of them have a little smoochy smooch. Yeah. But Joe doesn't get a rose, or neither of them get a rose. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. But, true. And I was thinking, oh, that's very weird. But then we learn that four men are going mm. home. Mm. I'm going to note that there's got to be only like 14 men left. Yeah, well, 16, because they said a quarter of the guys yeah. are going home. So there's four. So it was 12 left, 12 survivors. Oh, my God. And then tonight's episode. We're in week two. We and lost another each... two, so they're down to 10. Can I just say that we're in week two and they're each into their final five? Yes, exactly right. That's ridiculous. Maybe they get a roster going or something and the, the two different camps can like, swap around and have exchange bachelors and stuff. All those men are now at the point that Ali got kicked out. Right. The episode where there's five left is usually the fourth last episode right. and we're going into week three. Yep. Like, what's happening? How are they going to stretch? Are they going to stretch this out or is there just two weeks left of the season and they're meant to fall in love well, in like four a month? Plus, we know there are no intruders to kind of yeah. bulk out the... There's nothing coming yeah. up. And it's not like the remaining ten are that exciting. Yeah, they got rid of everyone interesting. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Actually, before we get to the cocktail party let's have a bit of a chat about our boy steampunk adrian oh yeah yeah so, so run me through a bit of what happened well he was kind of we weren't privy to a lot of it but apparently he was sort of hitting it off with ali mm. uh we we are we are told that uh, we and, are told not shown yes he and, gave her that ugly necklace yeah which seemed to have made some sort of impression so unfortunately then it suddenly has kind of the burning issue in Ali's mind that, you know, like, is, is this guy really sort of here for the right reason? Is there, is there really a sort of, you know, are we on the same wavelength here? And so she kind of decides to shuffle him aside and put it to him that, you know, or, or suss out why he's here and stuff. And all he can talk about is how much fun he's having with the boys. Here's the thing. Mm. There's been no red flags about Adrian. 
You know, when someone rocks up in goggles and feathers and a top hat, mm. I don't see why you would then just sort of question his intentions yeah. or his viability as a future partner. Particularly if he's like a sort of uh, kiteboarder. Yeah, if he's a kiteboard instructor, that's surely a free pass into commitment and children. Yeah, yeah. And what's he, um, six years younger than... Yeah, he's like or, 19 or, or, or at no, least. <laughs> I think he's 24 or something. Oh, no, he was he's saying there's a four-year age difference. I forget. Maybe that was someone else. But anyway. Well, in any case, it's not looking up for him because he replies to sort of saying, what do you think about the future? Like, oh, let's not think about the future too oh, much. I just, oh, just, oh, just I'm be just in, in the moment and, you know, and women are always wanting to get serious. Yeah. I think he oh, literally said the, that. <laughs> he's just, I'm just here for the boys. I'm having a really good time with the boys. And it's like I can see where he was, like, trying to come from. Like, I can see see why assuming there's a lot of that conversation that we don't see and was cut out i can mm. see why he thought he was saying the right thing but he wasn't no not at all and then the editors made damn sure that we kind of understood that because yeah well all we got was this sort of avalanche of little you know vox pops from him saying oh you know i'm just here for fun i'm having such a great time plus saying and I've made this fantastic connection with Ellie. I'm definitely getting a rose tonight. I'm, there's no way I'm going to miss out on a rose. Not after that conversation we just had. We're right really on the You know, we've got a real connection. I'm going to correct you that he did say he made a connection with Becky, but also I can't blame you because they're the same person. Oh, it was Becky. Okay. Yeah. Oh, dear. I'm embarrassed now. Well, also... Becky's like, I wonder if he's too young. And it's like, yeah, he was cast for Ellie. And then Ellie's all like, I think Harry's too old. And it's like, yeah, he was cast for Becky. Mm. This is not, you're in the wrong they, here. Uh, as I said before, they just didn't read the call sheet, I think. Yeah. They really sort of didn't suss this out properly. So, yes, th basically throughout the cocktail party, Becky then pulls him aside to try and, like, Give him one more chance. <laughs> Redeem him. Yeah. And he just digs his grave deeper and deeper and sort of says that he doesn't want to focus on the yep. future. He yep. doesn't think that they need to have these conversations. And that's hard cut to him, Vox Pop, saying, oh, yeah, man, I mean, no worries. And then Becky straight up says, I don't think I see a future with him. Yep. Which it's like, if you're going to cut four men, mm. you'd think that would be a good indication of, like, where to start. Yep, just you can wear as many steampunk hats as you want to. You, you're not in looking good if that's being said about you. Um, and how many steampunk hats do you reckon he packed? Oh well, seven days a week, uh, four weeks at least. Um, <laughs> one. It's a really stinky <laughs> <laughs> steampunk hat. It's very steamy. Frayed the end, feathers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we get into this cocktail part. This is that the main thing that happened at it. I don't know, honestly. Well, what else? I'm not taking great I mean, notes Sam, for this there was episode, no big to be honest. Moves made with Sam. It was sort of pretty, you know, there wasn't any even drama about, you know, people trying to butt in and getting rebuffed or anything. It was all just pretty straightforward. When we get to the rose ceremony, in my memory, we get to there fairly briskly. And then there's four people. That's right, Osher arrives to kind of drop the bombshell that four people are going home. Do you, does Osher arrive? Didn't he? I can't remember. Can I tell you a fun fact about Osha mm -hmm. this season? Osha has been edited into this whole season because oh, okay. <laughs> he got stuck in Melbourne because oh. he was filming The Masked Singer and then got stuck in straight-up quarantine when one of The Masked Singer's dancers uh, okay. got well, COVID. Uh, they edited him well because I completely uh, yeah, wouldn't believe got, it was possible. They got them. the guys to say his lines and then to, like, look. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. But they seem to give up that episode four because he just wasn't even there. Yeah, yeah. But, so. yes, yeah, so problematic. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Um, he was definitely there for the first episode, episode one. one. He was but sure, then he yeah. flew down right. because obviously all filming got delayed and then he was contractually, no. like, obligated to go film Mask Singer. Right. Which I'm not convinced is the better of those two shows to be committed to. But anyway, um, so we get to this and then we're suddenly cutting four men. Yep. And which four men do they cut? Well, I know two of them. They cut my boy Rudy. Yep. They cut my boy Sarge. Yep. They cut my boy Andrew. Yeah. And they cut a third person that I can't really remember. It was the oh the Phantom, Phantom of, the of the Opera. Opera boy. We're fine with Phantom of the Opera going. Yep. Not my boy Rudy, Sarge, or Andrew. The three 
interesting men left in that house. Why did they cut Sarge? Why would you cut Sarge ahead of the steampunk fuck that doesn't want a future, that isn't serious, that doesn't have a good haircut and seems just overall like a bit of a dingus? Instead, you cut the man who swept you off your feet, laid you down on the carpet and looked up into the night skies like an amazing, amazing person. And yeah, he was a bit salty about being a pineapple, but like, <laughs> that's not his fault. And we're led to believe that he had a majongous dong. So I don't get what they were doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the opposite of his defence, he was then tonight, they sent, they threw to him live on the project just before yeah. tonight's episode and he seemed pretty sort of ordinary. Didn't Somehow the magic wasn't quite there. Maybe, maybe this show, the experience with The Bachelorette, broke him. Yeah. And his Instagram's a bit sus. Is it? Oh, like, okay. it's just a lot of shirtless pics. Oh, I thought that was AB or that's that, E's as well. I, I'm so bold of you to think that only one man from The Bachelor could have an Instagram full of shirtless pics. Okay. No, they, they pretty much all exclusively are that. But, yeah. I still believe in Sarge, and I'm choosing to forget the project interview where he didn't okay. seem that crash hot. Yep. So anyway, uh, but like some I'm terrible, terrible decisions upset. made. Yep. Like yep. how I don't get how we're meant to root for these women now. Like I'm being utterly mm. serious. I'm not just like taking the piss. Like yep. it's clear. Like one, it's just kind of a bit icky that they're cutting every person of colour from the show. Like, we've still got Shannon, who is of Maori descent, but pretty much everyone else who was not just completely white bread has now been kicked off, Mm. often all in one foul sloop. Plus, it's like, okay, I get that maybe you and I are the number one Andrew fans in this world, but he seemed like a nice, interesting guy that just wasn't given a chance. Rudy was amazing, was actually one of the stars of the episode and still got cut out. (laughs) And then we have bloody Mr. Boring Steampunk White Man being given eight different chances. Yeah, well, like, look, I, I suppose you you edit the episode out of what you've sort of got and maybe he was just the closest thing to something interesting, you know, had these, you know, two different sort of um, bits of footage which could contrast with each other and they could build something out of that and so that's what became the focus. Oh, I just, it, it just actually upset me in a way that The Bachelorette mm. or The Bachelor has never actually upset me before. <laughs> right. Like I just kind of was, I honestly was, I honestly, and I know that this we're swapping roles here, <laughs> but I honestly was like, gonna go to you and just say we should just not make the podcast anymore <laughs> like it made me want to just cancel the say podcast it, say it ain't so man I, I got i got really in my head about last episode it was oh. really upsetting yeah 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 well anyway that brings it to a close oh, uh god. we're in a bad place with it mm. uh my God, we need something to sort of yank us out of this this doldrums. <laughs> did you say we need a slightly better episode? Yes, I did. Cut to it. <laughs> that was a good app. That was <laughs> that had good 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 stuff happening in it. We had two people leave the mansion before the end of the episode. There was some um, slapstick comedy and then and this whole kind of drama about, you know, Pascal kind of saying nasty things behind their back. It was a good action-packed, drama-packed, high-stakes episode. If only the rest of the show was like it. Okay, what do we want? A better episode. What did we get? Nah, uh, a better... Um, do it again. What do we want? A better episode. What did we get? A better episode. Yay! <laughs> yes. It was good. It was fine. It was good. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, even though it was trash, it was it was good trash because there was conflict and there was backstabbing and there was intrigue and... And feminism. Feminism, yep. We all, love to see all, a little touch all, of it. All the great stuff that we come to know and ex- expect from The Bachelorette. Lockie Gilbert wouldn't be happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think I've ever realised his surname's... Gilbert, I just didn't care. So, how do we start off this episode? I'm not asking as a segue. I this just don't remember. This episode was the um... Pete's single date. That's right. Oh yes, yes, uh, up uh, up the um, Sydney Harbour Bridge. Yes, scaling the well, walking up the <laughs> walking. Arch. Yeah, the, we previously had slowly descending. Now we've got slowly ascending. Yeah, wow, it's life's full of ups and downs. <laughs> wow, and um, it was. A metaphor for how if our emotions Ooh, the, for this episode, for this episode at least, yeah. yep, yep, and the previous. They climb up Sydney Harbour Bridge, 
Yep, and which is um, like fine. so it's it's Becky and Pete. Pete is the cafe owner. Yeah, uh, he was did a single photo shoot with her, of course, uh, and was the kind of slightly unimpressive, impressive sli- Jackaroo. Yeah, he was slightly unimpressive, and then he ripped off a shirt to reveal just like twelve glistening abs. Oh, okay. I was I I sort of thought I didn't really notice abs. I, I, Neither did I. But then just everyone else pre afterwards yep. was talking about his abs, so I'm just assuming okay. I missed them. And he did the kind of smooth move, smooth funny move, uh, shielding like putting his hat in front of them so they could have a, a secret smooch. Yeah, which was kind of you know. That was, that was better than it had to be. Beauty. Love it. Mm. I, I enjoy him. So they climb up the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Um, and tell me what's waiting for them. <laughs> well, it was funny because uh, I'm not particularly in touch with kind of the current state of the art of, you know, popular music and stuff. Um, so it doesn't surprise me when someone's on the TV screen and I don't kind of recognise that they're a world-famous, you know, rock and roll star at the moment. Mm. Uh, and that was what was waiting for them at the top, a, 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 a very presentable, telegenic uh, woman who they both went, oh, wow, it's, what was her name, Arlie or something? Starly. Starly, yes. I don't uh, know who Starly is either. Yeah, and she then proceeded to sing a heavily auto-tuned song Yeah, they they Debut like, it. You understand when it's like, okay, it's a song on a TV show, we'll use the first, like, three or four bars of them singing and then we'll transition into, like, the fully produced track with the background music as we sort of cut away, right? Like, mm. that's sort of normal. They did that she half was... a beat in. She's like, ah, and just transformed into the whole <laughs> song. Like, how bad was her singing on top of the Sydney Harbour Bridge? Must have been pretty bad. I just spent the time Googling Starly just now to try and get some sort of interesting facts about her, but I just have never... Uh, heard of her, and there doesn't seem to be anything that interesting about her. She's half Mauritius, half Filipino and Japanese. That's it. That's three halves. Yeah. Okay. Don't limit her. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, she sings a song. It's pleasant enough. But do you... Okay, two things. They once... This was very o- awkward. Mm-hmm. They once made James Blunt do the same thing. Oh, okay. what, on the top of the Sydney <laughs> no, Harbour Bridge? No, not on top of the Sydney Harbour Bridge. However, they've also made people climb the Sydney Harbour Bridge and then kiss for four minutes to break the world record. Oh. I don't know what world record. It was Sam, Sam Wood's season and Nina. I didn't really watch that season, but I remember seeing that clip and it was actually more <laughs> awkward than this <laughs> scenario. Right. What? Which is impressive. We got off lightly there. What I want to know, mm. how long was Starly up there Well, she, she had to be up there before they ascended, unless she came from the other side. Maybe that was the trick. Yeah. They just, <laughs> Starly, your call time's 5 a.m. on top of the Sydney <laughs> Harbour Bridge. They'll be coming around 2. Mm. Like, very weird. Did Starly then have to just climb down by herself after that? Yeah, like The walk of shame, the... The down off the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Why did they think that that was an interesting thing to do once they got to the top of the bridge? Like, it, it, it would be more interesting to see them just, like, take in the view and kiss on top of the bridge, it, right? Like, drone shot of them kissing. It almost smacks of cross-promotion. Do you think Starly is one of the masked singers or something? Maybe. What what have they got on Starly to make her do what she did? <laughs> mm. So then they go to just like some hotel that I'm sure we were meant to or oh, some yeah. restaurant that I'm sure we were meant to have taken in the product placement for. Um, I was just thinking about how much I wanted to eat some Himalayan rock salt kettle chips personally. but Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Dunk them in your Starbucks coffee. <laughs> Um. So okay. So they were sitting there, and we've got this dark oh, secret. Yes, Pete's right. going to reveal. Pete's got some information. He's very nervous about revealing, and we've been down this road before. What was that? It was kind of wasn't um it wasn't uh, Harry's son. It was perhaps it was in the Bachelor. There was some dark secret that someone had to reveal. Anyway, we all kind of knew it was that he's been married. Oh, it was Irina's dark secret, and that, that she it was she was in love with Lockie. Oh, okay. They built it up as like a very like, oh, I've got a bombshell. Oh, and I'm like, oh, honestly, right. yes, yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. a yep. child of divorce is better than having feelings for Lockie <laughs> Gilbert. Um, but, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so we've got this dark secret about Pete. You throw around, threw around one option for what his secret could be oh, before yeah. the ad break. Well, so, uh, which was that um, he's still married. <laughs> 
Okay, I was going to say when we thought he might be QAnon. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Very. We threw around a couple of different ideas. We they were of a different it. scale. They were, they were all better than what turned out to be true, yeah. Yeah. And he was still married, wasn't he? They were separated. They said separated, and I thought that meant, oh, so he's still married. And no, that means he's still married. But, well, I, uh, he was talking about separated as in we separated after something. No, no, no. I think he was saying they went through the separation process, but I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to get divorced right. until you've been living apart for like at least 12 months. So okay. I don't think he would have been able to get divorced. Right. Yet. Uh, look. Not with lockdown. I'm a child of an unbroken home. You're a child of an unbroken mm. home. We don't know any of this. If you can fill us in, set us straight in the comments, that'd be great. Okay, so yes, he's got a wife, potentially. He was married or together for 12 years. And they recently broke up. Like, yeah, recently, as in a year ago. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. recently to get fully divorced and then go on The Bachelor like Mm. You've been year. single 8% of the time he's been married. You know what's interesting? Um, how if I got divorced from my husband, how happy I would be to know that he's stooped to going <laughs> on The Bachelorette. <laughs> like, that's got to be such a win the day that you find out that Pete's applied for The Bachelorette. Like, you're, that's got to feel good. <laughs> Second only to the day that he gets kicked off. I know, but he might not get kicked yeah. off. I reckon well, he's going to win. Mm, maybe. Which, he's, he's got the edge on Fraser. Fraser's looking like the hot well, favourite. Well, given that they're for diff- going for different women, I'd say that. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, look, it's, this is going to be a perennial problem for me, I think. <laughs> Shannon, yeah, Shannon and Steve at the main competition. Right. Oh, Adrian coming up a cold third. Who's Steve? Oh, Pete. Pete. This is going to be a perennial (laughs) problem. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so let's let's get off the Harbour Bridge. So, yeah, big deal. Then we cut to Mr. James. Oh, hang on. There was um, one thing of note that um, Becky greeted this news by – getting very teary about a similar sort of long-term relationship that had ended for her recently and and really quite surprisingly sort of cut up about it. So That's going to be a good day for her (laughs) (laughs) ex-boyfriend. So anyway, it was was one of the reasons this was a sort of a good episode, you know. This is some genuine kind of emotion and stuff, not just this tricked-up bull. That's the thing. It's like I don't mind seeing adults having grown-up discussions. Mm. Like that's not boring content. Like that's nice. They're like discussing things that are important to them and setting boundaries. It's like it's good to see. Mm. You love to see it. I, I enjoyed it. I like Pete. Yeah, yeah. He, he... I don't trust him. No, well, look, you know, he runs a cafe. Yeah. So... Also, like, got to be, do you think that's why he actually, okay, one second, did he go on The Bachelor because <laughs> the cafe. cafe shut down? <laughs> and he couldn't be bothered just opening for takeout. Yeah, okay. like was he just like I literally have nothing else to do? Maybe, yeah. Aww, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> I'm glad. And sc- and the government says that there was no work out there. Who needs JobKeeper if your ca- jo- if your cafe shuts down? Just go on the Bachelorette. Yeah, there's no. That's there's, I can't see any problem with that as a national strategy. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine if that was in the budget. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, here we are. With the two Bachelorettes meet. They're 6.5 million bachelors. Yeah. I mean, they'd be cutting it out still as fast. It's still only four weeks. That's right. You cut out a million boys. Okay, tonight but... four million of you are going home. And somehow fucking Adrian still made That's it through. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. At least Jake went. Anyway, are we finally done with our d- single date with those two? Um, yeah. What's, what's so, next? What came next? Oh, oh, okay. So suddenly we rock up to the bachelor pad. And yeah. then this seems to have happened, although we didn't see it, is that James has got an invitation to the bachelor pad oh, that's to right. hang out with Ali. Yes, yes. And we're, we're shocked because he's been twirling his moustache and looking quite dastardly. Yeah. Uh, you know, very egotistical. He's going to, you know going to nail this talent show and i'm gonna say something somewhat offensive to regional australia but given that regional australia is free to go about their business and we're locked in our house 28 hours a day Mm. i think they can cop it james looks like he's from parks right Ah, right like if you were like what does a country lad look like (laughs) yeah probably yeah like, in, in even a, down to the footy stretch and, earring mm. to be sort of a bit controversial. And his beard, his sort of scraggly kind of half-formed beard f- melds seamlessly into his scraggly half-formed chest hair. Yeah. I... 
Yeah, this is fine to make fun of these looks because these are choices. Mm. He's fine. The way he actually looks is fine. It's the decision he makes about his presentation that I question. Yes. And also the decisions he makes in general and also the decisions Ali makes because, as we say, (laughs) Ali's real into him. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're at the Bachelorette pad and he rocks up. I don't know where Becky is. Um, And... uh, they just sort of have, they have a drink. A two second drink and then bang, bang. They're in the, they're <laughs> smooching like mad in the steamy swimming heated pool. swimming pool. I like to see it. Like, you know, just gals macking out. Mm. You know, like it's good. They're fine. They're having a good time. They're not afraid. Kiss all the boys. What COVID? <laughs> well, you know? they're all in their bubble. We've been told that everyone's tested. It's an negative. outdoor pool, they're allowed. <laughs> Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. There are better choices of boys to mac on with in the oh, pool. I'd oh, you're going to mac on with James, not Sarge? Yeah, exactly. Why? Okay, I'm, I'm, I, I can't fall down this hole again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so. there's like not that much to say. He actually uh, he did, he he said re- something quite nice. He himself a bit. He redeemed himself somewhat because Ali was sort of saying, have you ever been in love? And he said, look, I had this previous like long-term relationship. I was in love with her. And then he goes, oh, beautiful girl just didn't like work out the way it did. And I was like, oh, my God, how nice. I'm like, no, that's the bare minimum. That's <laughs> not bashing your girlfriend, ex-girlfriend on national TV is not like a virtue. That's just like basic human behaviour. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, James. What a, what a good little boy. <laughs> oh, that, I, I'm so naive. That thought didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> what? <laughs> did he... Did he... Dump on her. I just, just just took that as, yeah, of course, that's what he'd say. Yeah. Whereas Pete's like, my fucking ex-wife, what a bitch, divorce that <laughs> wench. <laughs> no, Pete's nice. Okay, so, yeah, they make out. It's just like a really quick, short little date. And then, and then all of a sudden... It's the next day, isn't and it? And we're at the wakeboard park. Well, we're waiting to get we're picked up. We're waiting to go to the wakeboard. No, first we've got Becky just sort of going round and round and round in circles on the wakeboard. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. just <laughs> having a good time. Ali's there just sort of waving to her. I like that Becky's just here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> and they let us in on the big secret, which is they've got a couple of moles installed as the chauffeurs to bring all the boys to the wakeboarding yeah. park. So they've got a cousin. Was his Mitch. name Mitch? Yeah. And then we've got someone who's <laughs> definitely in the friend zone. Oh, no. Damo. Damo. Becky's friend. Okay. With, tro- this is heterosexual nonsense that we're imposing upon Damo and Becky. One, we don't know what his life story. Two, you know, straight men and women could just be friends and it not be tragic. Disclaimer. That being said, poor Damo. (laughs) I just the moment they're like, and Damo is Becky's friend. I'm like, no. (laughs) Poor little baby. (laughs) Becky, find him, love him. So anyway, these two guys who are masked. Yeah. uh, uh, I didn't even see his full face, just his eyes. And I just loved him. I'm like, no, Damo, you deserve more than this. He's probably like married happily. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, they introduce themselves to the guys. And for some reason, Mitch has got two in his car and and Damo's got like six in his. 17, yeah. Uh, Anyway, it's like these kind of um, fairly, well, well, in the the abbreviated edit, they were fairly sort of pointed and and kind of on the nose um, questions. Like, oh, so what do you think of the girls? Yeah. <laughs> All I'm, these kind of probing. I'm surprised that Shannon didn't get called up for it because they're like, who's kissed someone? Who's kissed someone more than two times? Who's kissed someone more than three times? And, like, <laughs> Shannon's, like, bragging about how much he's, like, made out with Becky, which I'm like, eee. Mm. I don't know. That made me dislike Shannon a bit, okay. that car trip. But, yes, over in the weird just ute with two guys. <laughs> the rickshaw. Yeah. We've got Damien and Pascal. Pascal, yes. And Pascal's talking about, oh, yeah, the girls, they're kind of kissing too many boys. It's sort of icky. It's like loyalty's a big issue with me. Is and- he a misogynistic, chauvinistic, slut-shaming, horrible man? Mm-hmm. Or is he just an epidemiologist concerned about the pandemic at the moment? Oh, it's a toss-up, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. difficult to tell. Except we know that he's a dodge, professional dodgeball player. Okay, well, it informs my decision-making slightly. <laughs> Starting to lean in a particular direction. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. Yeah, so he's very, like, salty. Like, oh, he's like, oh, imagine, you know, you think you get a kiss and it's so good and then he's, they've made out with three other men since then. It's like, okay, fuck off, who cares? Like, <laughs> You knew the job was dangerous when you took it. You know that there's, like, 18 other guys here, like, mm. Yeah. You're actually competing against half the amount of men than usual there's there's, there's <laughs> individually they're doing less kissing than the normal per capita true but there's twice as many of them doing and they it. look identical so we that, meld them into one oh, i can vouch for that yeah yeah and becky hasn't even kissed that many she's kissed shannon and sam right it's been like three weeks that's like a normal number of people to kiss in a three-week period mm. So we get to the wakeboarding park and everyone goes through their paces and, of course, yes. James is a professional wakeboarder. Sorry, can I just say, mm. I said a normal period. That's You can kiss as many men as you want in any period. I don't know why I started you're, justifying. I thought that. you were talking about on The Bachelor. No, oh, yeah, sure. Then that is a normal <laughs> number of men. No, 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 I was going for more of like an internalised misogyny vibe for a second there, trying to justify their behaviour, but they don't need to justify it and make out with all the men they want. Okay, we're at the wakeboard park and we've got James, who is a professional wakeboarder, who decides to forego the wetsuit and just wakeboard in his cargo shorts to show off. I was surprised he wasn't sort of on his iPhone the whole time. <laughs> yeah. you know? He was really good, though. Oh, yeah. Well, he's professionally. He's doing the okay. j- every jump and doing sort of flips and loops. Ooh, and Touching the water. Yeah, yeah. Caressing the waves. It was good stuff, but it'd be a worry if he wasn't, <laughs> yeah. if he wasn't good. Can I ask a question? He did let it drop. He was the 2010 wakeboard champion of Australia or that something. That is not impressive. No. What, how many, what's how he, done, many what's he done for us lately? Also, what's wakeboarding? Is that the one where there's like you have the sail and you kind of hold on to no, the sail? No, I think it's exactly what we saw except the speedboat. No, boat, isn't that kiteboarding? Boat. Oh, wakeboarding's with a speedboat on the back. Instead of a winch that they had yeah. at this place, it's I think it's usually a speedboat. And you're, oh, you're in the way. Hence the, hence the title. And the and it's I just different it from was... kiteboarding because that's what Adrian does. I thought wakeboarding was just like a way to break the tension after a funeral service. Mm, maybe <laughs> you celebrate the board. <laughs> you pick up a finger food sandwich, yes. <laughs> ladies' finger sandwich every time you go past. Mm. Oh. Surreal. Okay, so <laughs> sorry, anyway, I fell down. A he does there. he does good stuff, and then we've had some good comedy with with Shannon, who was sort of watching intently and saying, "Oh, you know, he, it's can't be that hard. He's, I've, I've, you know, I've sort of I can ski. I should be able to do this." Mm. And he gets on and within <laughs> half an inch falls over, falls off, splashes. He's got a mouthful of water. Everything amazing. Eight times in a row. Yeah, great comedy montage. And oh, by the way, Mitch and poor little Damo are still like spying on the boys this whole time. Well, Mitch is kind of he's he's a wakeboard sort of instructor or something. Oh, I think something. And he was kind of strapping them in and yeah. And then we had Pascal do the same thing, being like, "Oh, I'm gonna wakeboard." And then he he got to the first. Well, did he try he, a jump? He goes and does a jump and then just yeah. like falls straight yes, off. Yes, yeah. Um, which was it was great. We loved to see it. <laughs> um, and then basically we got this bit of first of all, Ali doesn't step foot in the water. Yep. Yep. Has she got an ear infection? What's going on? Like, she, perhaps she's still waterlogged from her date with James or something. Oh, true. Yeah. She was in the water just before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to justify it. Maybe she's just lazy. Maybe she just doesn't like wakeboarding. Um, gr- bold to organise a date and to request all the men to do an activity and then to not do it yourself. It's classic sort of do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, it? perfect. Anyway, Mitch and little Damo come out and they're like, oh, we're spies and we're going <laughs> to dub on you. And all the boys are like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. Everyone except Pascal who's like, he's like oh, we were just being honest. It was just open sort of discussion. I don't think we've got anything to worry about in our car with, yeah. with 19 of us in. It's no. <laughs> your car with two. Oh, no, he, no, was, he was in the, the oh, in the rickshaw. Which, yeah. like, is especially worrisome. What he I was in was, the tuk-tuk. What I was worried about was when Pascal and little Damo, no, Mitch and little Damo pull the girls aside, they're like, oh, all of them are fine. No. <laughs> No, <laughs> there was a lot of stuff going on that was not fine as well. Like, why did... And then they're like, oh, Pascal was a well, little well, worrying. I think perhaps Mitch was drawing a fine line because he said, oh, well, the positive is that I didn't hear a lot of discussion about guys that made it clear they were here not for the right reason. 
I think that was the best yeah. spin he could put on what he what found. What are they going to get in the car to... and be like, oh, God, I hope I hit 20K on Insta after this? Like, what the fuck? Oh, it's so good to be away from those girls and just us boys together now. Can't wait for a pino colada in <laughs> Fiji. Mm. That was a Bachelor in Paradise reference. Okay. Okay. As long as we're on the same page. I'm not. I haven't even opened oh, that. Book. Left in my wake. Bored. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting late. Um. Yes. Then they dob on Pascal basically. Yep. And then Mitch is good. He's like, yeah, it's a little bit shamey. And I'm like, yeah, you weren't allowed to say slut shamey, were you? <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. And they get rightly sort of annoyed. And then, so then it's cocktail party time. Yeah. There was no roses handed out or anything. No, 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 that's, no. that's, we don't. We didn't have a little sing, even have a little single date after this because it would have been James who got the single date because uh, he was the most impressive and they've already. Oh, yes, right. Do yeah. you reckon James's single date? Might to the batch pad was the reward on the strength of that, for this. Perhaps, because it made I, no sense. Yeah, yeah, it made no sense. Oh, oh, I reckon, yeah, he won the wakeboarding competition. Yep. Got this, like, single batch pad date as, like, a result. That's yep. why it's so quick. But then because they wanted the Pascal storyline, they didn't want to break that up. So they mm, just put... Exactly. Ja- they just put James... I've Makes fucking, perfect I've sense. I fucking cracked it. Yeah, you should be a script Oh, editor. my God. Yep. Amazing. Someone give me a job. <laughs> So um, we have we cut to the cocktail party and well uh, yeah it's early early days of the cocktail party is it where they they hustle they want to know basically they like we want to know more and for some reason they decide Aggie's the man probably because producers are like oh Aggie doesn't like Pascal I'd ask him (laughs) they pulled Aggie aside if I was Aggie I'd been like oh my god (laughs) Becky's taking such an interest in me Uh, no no no. Aggie, we hear you're the biggest dobber. Who was who? We hear your hair is filled with secrets. So, (laughs) and and man, does he not dob like he's (laughs) like a teacher? (laughs) No, but he's so he's like I fucking hate Pascal. He's a dickhead. He's he's disrespectful. He's He's shallow. I don't think disgusting. Actually, I'm actually disgusted by it. And they're like, well, what does he say? And he's like. I don't want to say it. And it's like fair enough that he wouldn't want to say it because it's like the kind of thing that like if if someone had said that to me, mm. that would have been the end. Mm-hmm. That would have been my self-confidence for the rest of my life gone personally. Right. And what they said, what he said that, that, that Pascal said, which we don't doubt, but we didn't have any we, yeah, evidence. We don't have it. evidence of it, but like said sometimes that, a face is enough. <laughs> Pascal had uh, said, oh, you'd think that they could have. Found us hotter women. Yeah, for the bachelorette. Hotter chicks. Hotter bachelorettes or something. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Instantly. Becky's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, (laughs) and then he's like, no, 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 I think uh, you're, no, I don't agree. And she's like, I don't care what Pascal (laughs) thinks. Which, like, God bless her, such a stronger woman than me. Like, <laughs> even Pascal's opinion would matter to me, and I'm not proud of that. Um, she's like, I don't give a shit what Pascal thinks. That's just, like, a fucking rude thing to say. And then she... Storms. Storms. <laughs> Across the grass. Very niche reference, um, mostly for Anthony that's editing this podcast because we love um, Real Housewives of Beverly uh-huh. Hills. Uh, Teddy. Uh, Teddy... Um, Ruxpin. No. Roosevelt? Ted, no, t- Teddy Mellencamp, John Mellencamp's daughter on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, is always being made fun of because she walks like she's just got off a horse. <laughs> and then Becky did the exact same, like, hoof, 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 walk over. It was amazing. Her arms were like half a metre out from her body. Did, did, did Joe, your mum, say, there's the farmer's <laughs> There's the farmer's walk. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a walk that you do while climbing the stairs to the park's radio telescope. <laughs> anyway, so she bursts in on... Damien's like finally getting a moment alone yeah, with Ellie. Yeah, Damien, who we haven't seen much of, is talking, having, having a chat with yeah. Ellie, and just kind of he just makes his exit. <laughs> no, he does. He sort of sticks around for half oh, a bit enough to realise, oh, yeah. this is some um, heavy stuff. I'm out of here. Yeah, <laughs> so. and so they're like, I love Becky. Just sto- stormed over. Ellie's like, oh my god, what? And she just goes, Pascal. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Oh my god. So they get no, furious. Not, not, not since Judas kissed Christ on the cheek has there been an, a more instant condemnation of someone. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I haven't gone to uh, six years of Catholic school and I still don't <laughs> understand that reference. Um, yes, yeah, so Ellie makes some hilarious facial expressions mm. of her being pissed off. Yeah. Um, and they sort of storm over to Pascal and they're like, right, mate, get over here. And he tries to sort of tough it out. And- oh, my God. He's like, oh, this seems oh. like a confrontation. And they're like, correct. <laughs> they, they march him into a living room and sort of kind of bulldoze him up against the kind of fireplace, the mantelpiece, yeah. and he's sort of trapped there and then they just let him have it. Yeah, they're like, this is what we've heard. And he goes, you think you're making drama out of nothing? This is based on hearsay. I've never I'm- said anything remotely like any of that. He did that lying thing of where they're like, did you say it? And he goes, what? You're seriously believing it? Like just asking like another question rather than answering the question. Mm. It-, it was awful to watch. I got, <laughs> I got, like, my spine broke in, like, 30 places, like, shivering from this awful man. He's like, you're making this up. This is based on hearsay. Like, this is total nonsense. I would never say that. And he was still saying that to us, the viewers at home, as he was then instantly marching out to the... Just, like... The kind of stalking to the limo and jumping in, slamming the door. Profoundly gaslighting. And then it's like, okay, but if you're actually innocent, surely you would want to find out who's been saying that about you. It's like the O.J. Simpson call. Yeah. Where the police called O.J. Simpson to be like, your wife has died. And he goes, oh, my God, oh, no, I'll go to the hospital. And then the police hang up and they're like, they didn't ask how he di- how <laughs> she died. Yeah, yeah. That I'm basing only off the um right, the Ryan Murphy TV show, but I'm assuming it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that Pascal is as bad as O.J. Simpson. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And the girls, it was a lucky escape for them both. <laughs> yeah. 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 Could have gone a different way. Oh, my God. I hated him. Like, that's such nonsense from a professional dodgeball player. Yeah. Yeah. You don't rock up. Drummed out of the league, I think, for that or less for less than that. I wish they could as pun. The, what I'm sad is he's left before we got to see everyone gang up on him in dodgeball, like, which I feel like would have come <laughs> Just up. Pelted by me- medicine. <laughs> As his leaves just throwing all the candles and $500 glasses at him. Oh, my God. Perfect. Yeah. Awful. Awful man, but also great TV. (laughs) Yeah, true. Oh, you know who we forgot? Who did we forget? Harry. Oh, yeah, Harry. Oh, yeah, he made another classy exit, you know, rivaling AB. So basically... Well, actually, much better than AB. Well, if he wasn't already losing. (laughs) True, true. So basically, Harry's like, I don't actually stand a chance with Ali. And I really, really, really miss my son. a six-year-old son at home. Why am I here? So he basically does the right thing. He's like, I've had a tough week. Goes up to Ali and is like, look... Do I have a chance? Otherwise, Basically, I want to go yeah. home to my son, essentially. <laughs> like, just tell me straight. And she's like, look, I feel bad, but don't want to be- I don't want to be a mum, so fuck off. Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to, you know. Lead you Lead on. you, waste your time sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. they both sort of just mutually agree, like, yep. okay, we didn't have a spark. Mm. I was cast for Becky. I'll make my way. You know, uh, she's happily dating divorcees, so he, yep. he would have fit right in. Mm. Um, and then they sort of leave and Nally's a bit sad and then we have a nice moment where they're like, oh, I'm glad I have you here to the sisters. Oh, that's the right. Yes. Yeah, so they give each other a moral support hug. Yeah, yep. yeah. And it was nice. Yep. And then, but then they sort of weirdly do a cliche. They're like, we've got to keep on keeping on and then they just like weirdly walk away grab some more champagne and 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 basically they come back in there's no osher to say there's no rose ceremony so they sort of have to say hey guys two have left and there's like four of you left so we'll need to delay this rose ceremony rose ceremony here yeah you know what i love not wasting 20 minutes on a rose ceremony yep 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 those sort of think music and the surging pounding dramatic music as the last rose is considered you know the best bit of this episode was when Pascal was like, no, I think you two are both gorgeous. And Ali's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) We don't give a shit about what you think about us. That's not the fucking conversation we're having. I was so on Ali's side in that moment. I felt felt that really a lot. I liked the girls this episode, to be honest. (laughs) They didn't do a step wrong. Besides Ali not going for a wakeboard, they, they, perfect form. Yeah, sure. It's a great 
episode. It was a good episode. Yes. I can't believe we've worked out the James thing. I'm so happy now. <laughs> yes, That's exactly. 100% what happened. Am I, I wrong? For sure. No, absolutely right. I'm completely correct. Mm. But also so unfair that he won the date. That's just his career. Yes. <laughs> All <laughs> the other guys are like, yeah, what, what, yeah, he got the single date. What was interesting... Was Adrian even there? No, I don't think so. Because that would have been good to see a bit of a sort of wakeboard off between the the kiteboarder and the wakeboarder prize. Yeah, he'd be like, oh, there's not enough natural wind. I'm more of a, like, (laughs) I go with the flow kind of crystal man. (laughs) You know he would have been like that. Yeah, for sure. But we couldn't have... We couldn't point out well, again why he needs to be kicked off. Kiteboarders, although they go up in the sky, don't they? That, that's the I think, whole idea. I, no, I think they jump a little bit. Oh, it's just not, pulled by a kite. They're not in it's, the air. It's not that thing where you it's get not, towed behind a boat with a parachute and you fly up in the yes, air. Yes, that's that's another thing. And then there's parasailing. Para, right, yep. That That's parasailing and then there's paragliding, which I guess is the kite. What... What parasailing is to wakeboarding, kiteboarding is to paragliding. I'm sorry, I just went to sleep there for a second. <laughs> did you know I went paragliding in Nepal once? I did know that, yes. Did you know that because you and mum were having a panic attack yep. that I wasn't insured? Yes, um, and we for... were biting our fingernails until you kind of texted, texted us I'm again. On the ground? Yes, yes. What if I was to tell you... That you crashed and you were spent I've been a night... ghost ever since. Oh, no, that's... Well, that's okay because it's... You know, evidently it's just as good as as, yeah. as if you were still alive. I knew But if, if you'd secretly sprained your ankle and spent <laughs> spent a night in a Nepalese hospital, we would have been that would have been not good news. No, I would wait another ten years to tell you mm, if that happened. Okay. Yep. To be honest. Oh well, Father. <laughs> I think that's about it for this episode uh, this week. Yes, it was a bumpy Highs but worthwhile ride. Yes. You yes. know what I would have liked to see? Mm-hmm. Sarge not getting fucking kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Godspeed, Father. Um, you can find me at Twitter at Matilda Bosley. Where can they find you, Dad? Oh, locked in my garden shed with my word processor. Okay. Got a few deadlines coming up? Yeah, a couple, yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Write those scripts, Dad. Go. Okay. Go. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Me, My Dad and The Bachelor. If you want more fatherly content, you can follow us on Instagram at mydadbatchpod or shoot us an email at mydadbatchpod at gmail.com. This week's episode was produced by myself and Anthony Furchie. Music is by Latch Swing and Tri Track Young. And the cover art is by my wonderful sister, Perrin Bosley. Have a good one and stay safe.